There is an invisible tree that lives on the inside of me. It wants to grow big and tall, even though I am very small. Someone once told me about a word, a word so lovely, it must be heard. A word that makes music in the street, a word that wakes very tired feet. If only I could catch this sound, I could turn the world around. Like streams of water in a dry land is the gift of kindness in my hand. If I catch it, must I give it away? For I really want this word to stay. But this word, it has dancing feet. It likes to greet everyone I meet. The only way this word will stay is if I let it have its way. It wants to change the way I think when my thoughts begin to sink. After my thoughts, it gets in my mouth. It turns my words north from south. When I want to say something cruel, it reminds me of the golden rule. Would I like it said to me? Of course not. So I count to three. So instead, I say something kind and I like the smiles I find. Kindness will change what I do. Now include, sorry, now I include my brother too. I pick a flower when he is sad and help out my mum and dad. I love this word and I like its sound. I need to know where it is found. I looked everywhere, but I still couldn't see until I looked inside of me. And there it was. It was inside. It's a fruit that does not hide. This kindness is not such a mystery. It's inside on my invisible tree. Thank you, Tanya. Uh, Tanya actually filled in for us this morning because uh, someone else who we had organised wasn't able to come in today. So um, I really appreciate that. You notice that the, uh, the, the bananas have appeared on our tree? I don't know if you've... Okay, something to keep note of. Um, I just heard that this morning. I didn't realise either. So um, the uh, bananas are, are added. We've got our, our love um, stickers on our tree so far, the expression of, of the fruit of the Spirit. Put them on last week and this week we're looking at kindness. So hopefully you've got your yellow stickers there and uh, we'll move these trees to the back so that we can chuck them on our, um, our fruit of the spirit tree as well. We're, we're wanting these attributes as, as the Holy Spirit works them in us. Uh, our prayer is that as a body um, we, will, we will be people of, of love and kindness and, 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 and peace and um, here we go, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Well, last week uh, we started by having a look at the context of uh, this verse that I just read there that goes through the fruit of the Spirit. So that's in, uh, in Galatians chapter 5. So if you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5 and also uh, Luke chapter 10. So, Galatians chapter 5 and Luke chapter 10. 
I said that in, in order to understand this verse uh, that where Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit, what is, what is absolutely critical is that we understand context here because outside of context it's, it's difficult to understand exactly some of the depth of what Paul is getting to here. And I think uh, at the beginning of, of this section, chapter 5 verse 13, there's a verse here that gives us a wonderful summary of the, um, of the flow of Paul's argument and thoughts throughout this book. He says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Called to be free. And we're going to speak about that just, just a little bit in a second. Called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. And we talked about that a little bit last week, about whenever uh, the, the, the writers after Jesus spoke about um, these, these golden rules, the royal rule, uh, they always fell down on that particular part of it. Love your neighbour as yourself. I was thinking about the way we went through that context last week and uh, during the week I've just been mulling over that and I've been thinking, how can, I, how can I express that in a different way to help it kind of stick? You know how um, most we, we come to church, we hear a message and um, the, the reality is, is that we, he, we remember very, very little of any message. Um, if I asked you about last week, You'd probably say it was something about the fruit of the Spirit, something about love, uh, and maybe you would remember my banana story of the bananas that grew slowly, like fruit growing slowly. It's those, it's those word pictures that helps us to, to remember and, and helps us to remember truth. And it's what Jesus did so well is he used pictures and metaphors to create images in our mind that helps us remember uh, his, his truths. So I was in Seven uh, Eleven this morning, and uh, can I can I get the here's some here's some Skittles. Actually, it was the it was yesterday morning. I was um, getting a coffee, and uh, there was there's there was these Skittles that I saw. I don't know if you've ever noticed this before, but it actually says fruits Skittles. You ever noticed that before? No. no I've only ever noticed them as Skittles. Um, fruits and Skittles, I don't think they seem to go, they don't go very well together. Um, there's not much similarity between Skittles and fruits. But anyway, fruits, Skittles. And I thought, uh, I thought to myself, yes, that's, that's it. Um, when, when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit in, in this passage, it's talking about one fruit and then it goes and it looks at all different facets or all different aspects of how that plays out in the believer's life. So the fruit, singular, of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. This is, this is the work of the Spirit that he is producing in us a fruit that looks like these type of things. Um, so you look up the skills there, you've got purple skittles and yellow skittles and green skittles and orange skittles and they all kind of, they're skittles. Um, different facets, different types, um, but one skittle. Uh, so that's, uh, 
Next time you see Skittles, think about the fruit of the Spirit and uh, Skittles come in all different, um, all different colours and facets and shapes. Uh, next one. At the beginning of this passage in chapter 13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. This is, this is really why, why Paul was writing this message because what had happened is he'd bring, brought the message of the gospel into um, Galatia and many little churches were planted at that time and there was something quite extraordinary. It's the, it's the message of freedom, it's the message of Christ and uh, he brings, brings freedom to our lives through faith in Christ. But that freedom doesn't just start at salvation, it continues right throughout our walk. And what happened, as we talked about last week, is that some, some Jewish people came in and said, hey, what's going on here? If, if, you, if, 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 we, don't, um, if we don't apply the law to, to make you right with God, uh, we're going to have some real problems here. Uh, just freedom and grace, it's, it's going to go out of control. And Paul is emphatic here. He says, no. We, we, we can't go back in that direction. If, if we just bring some of the, the law back in, it's going to wreck the deep message of, of, what, um, of what Christ has done and what the Holy Spirit is doing in a believer's life. He, he's saying that what's, what happens in a believer's life now is that we have the Holy Spirit with us and in us to guide us. And that's, that's very different to having a list of laws that we kind of try and align ourselves up with. This, this, is a, this is a different type of living. It's a, it's a freedom type living. But do not let your freedom to indulge, um, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. So, so this isn't a license to do anything, Paul's saying. But, but when, you, when you live in the Spirit, what happens is the fruit of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, joyness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, that, that grows out of you and helps you to live well. I was thinking about an illustration of this and I actually thought about the Autobahn. You know, in Germany, uh, you've got the Autobahns and uh, just about every guy I know would love to go to Germany and uh, take some type of nice car on the Autobahn uh, because there's, there's no speed limits um, in Australia, we have speed limits. Every road has a speed limit, basically, and it doesn't have a speed limit. It's pretty much 50. Um, and, and that's the way we drive. We drive from speed limit to speed limit. And some zones are 50, some are 40, some are 60, some are 80. They kind of jump up and down. And uh, it's, it's a bit like the law. In Australia, we're, we're, we, we live by the law of, of speed limits, in a sense. And... Australians really have a couple of ways of relating to that law uh, of speed limits. There are the Australians that do the five kilometres under Australians. Do you know those ones? That you do five kilometres under everywhere. And uh, if, if you go one kilometre over the speed limit when you're going down a hill, uh, panic stations. Uh, that's, kind of, that's one category of how we relate to, to the law. And then... There's another category, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any in between, but the other category is the, what can I get away with without being caught? 
Uh, and it's the, it's kind of a 10%, can I, um, I don't even think that's a, I don't, they haven't published it anyway. Um, and and if they kind of do the calculation, 60 zone, 66, 100 zone, 110. Uh, and, and generally those two, gr- two groups don't get on very well. When you've got someone doing 5Ks under and someone doing uh, 10% over, uh, it causes problems. But there's a, there's a way in which you can drive which relates to the, to the, to the law in, in a sense and you're always measuring yourself to the law and um, the only reason, not the only reason, but um, one of the reasons we actually follow the law is because we get in trouble if we don't. Um, there's speed cameras, there's police... Um, some people just do it because they, it's the right thing to do, um, but there's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a bit of a picture of the way that these Jews were saying to live by the law. The Autobahn is a bit of an example of the way Jesus has called us to live. Um, the Autobahn, how fast can you go? As fast as you want. Um, how fast should you go? Fast as you should. There's a total different way of driving on the autobahn. You drive thinking, okay, I've got my family here, I've got other cars on the road, um, it's, there's, there's an open space. So, so you're using a total different way of thinking and processing. You're speeding up, you're slowing down um, and, and uh, using common sense basically, it's, it's, it's trust of the people to use their common sense. And in a sense, that's what Jesus has brought for us. And it's not just our common sense, it's the Holy Spirit working in us to convict us for, of how to live. Um, I've got a little, little picture here. We have, uh, we have some roads in, when I was in Togo, our main highway ran from, from the top of the country right to the bottom and it was, um, it was okay uh, and pretty much you could do whatever speed you wanted on that highway. Uh, there, there were some drop down in speeds in the, uh, through the towns but pretty much everywhere else you chose your speed and uh, so unlimited speed limits. And this, I just want to show you a picture here. This is the very best road in Togo. It's just been built by the Chinese. And uh, let's, let's show this short video. This Okay, so that's the best, that's a, that's a pretty good road, it's just been built, um, but I can go pretty much whatever speed I want there, but you're not going very fast there because you've got chickens on the road, you've got people on the road, you've got machinery, you've got, um, and, and, and life is a bit like that. Uh, God, we, we can, there, there's, there's freedom to live, but God wants us to live under the influence of the Holy Spirit to make decisions because you know, there's, there's, there's too many situations in life that come up 
where we've got to make decisions and we can't have a law for, for every single one of those decisions. It actually restrains. In, in a sense, sometimes our, our speed limits restrain us in a sense. Um, but in these autobahns, when, when people are doing it well, it works really, really well. So, fruit of the Spirit. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in the keeping of this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. Then goes on to talk about ways in which um, we we basically live by the flesh and don't love our neighbour. And then it talks about the work that the Holy Spirit does in us that helps us to live well and to love our neighbour. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness. We're going to stop there. So what is kindness? What's a, what, is, what does kindness mean? Go to the next slide there, Adrian. Um, there's one definition. Kindness is, is having um, a compassionate heart for someone, but it, it also motivates us towards action. That, that second part there is really, really important. It's, it's not just compassion, it's not just even expressed compassion, it's actually an action that comes out of that compassion. I think it was um, uh, Rainer up in the sound desk, what did he say? He said, what is compassion? Compassion is love in action. Love in action. I wonder what the difference is between niceness and kindness. No, we're kind of playing with semantics here, but um, but niceness is is the sense of of platitudes, of pleasantry, of politeness. Um, someone could be said to be nice, but kindness is a little bit more than just nice. Kindness is it, it comes with not just an expressed niceness, but but actual acted out kindness. There's the there's the acting out of that. Um, when you look at the, the Greek word, it, it, it actually has the sense of to be useful. Um, to be kind to someone is to be useful to them. There's a, there's a deep action sense to this word. But I think you, you still need to keep both that niceness aspect and the kindness aspect. Because you can actually do something that's useful for someone without being nice. And that's, 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 that's received very differently if you do it out of obligation. Um, but it's, it's both compassion for someone, being nice, being kind with a, uh, a tied action. That speaks, that's love in action. When I think of thinking of where to uh, explore this a little bit more. And I, I thought the best place to explore this were from Jesus' words. He uh, tells a story. This is in Luke chapter 10. It says, On one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to in- inherit eternal life? Jesus says, what is written in the law? Um, he's, he replied, how do you read it? 
He answered, this is the, uh, the expert in the law, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. So he did well. Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly. Jesus said, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? This is an important question. The who is my neighbour? Because as we talked about before, as we look through the, 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 the writers, as we look through the rest of the New Testament, this seems to be greatly emphasised that an outworking, a fruit of those who follow Jesus will be those who love their neighbour. That's the, that's the core emphasis as we, as we move through the New Testament. Those who are followers of Jesus will love their neighbour. So who is our neighbour? I love how Jesus doesn't just come in and say, um, say in, in abstract ways, this is who it is, but he goes and tells another story as Jesus did. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, he came to where the man was And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. He asked this question, which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? It's a, um, a, powerful, a powerful story that Jesus told here. I wonder if uh, we're thinking about our own life, where we would sit in there. Which of those three uh, do, do we uh, tend to, to mirror? Which one do we look like? I think that would actually... That's, that's not a very good question to ask really because I, I don't know if, if any of us really fall in, in one of those characters all the time. Uh, I don't know about your experience but my experience is that I can actually fall into all three different categories in one day. Sometimes I can be nice and kind, sometimes I just kind of don't want to know and I just kind of walk away and uh, sometimes I, I show some interest but don't really do anything. These are the three responses that we see. We see this first guy, we see the man, um, who was it, was it a, a priest? He comes and he happens to be going down the same road and when he saw the man he passed by on the other side. We can, we can live our lives like that kind of just passing by on the other side, not getting too close. We could actually structure our lives in such a way that we just don't get close enough to anybody to actually see their need or we can see it from a distance but not actually to get called into, um, into actually showing kindness 
and uh, helping in a situation. We can actually structure our lives in such a way that we keep our lives on the other side of the road from people's lives. It's one way we can, we can, um, we can act in these situations. We can be curious but not act. This is what the, uh, what, this is what the Levite did. So too a Levite. When he came to the place and saw him, he passed by the other side. Um, there, there's a little, little phrase here, came to the place. It's the sense that he actually, he actually came over. The priest just stayed on the other side of the road. This Levite, he actually came over close and he got, he got right down and he saw what was going on but he didn't move to action. So we've got the priest looking from a distance. We've got the Levite kind of coming over, having a look and going, too hard, I'm out of here. So that's, a, that's another reaction that we can have. We can be curious but not act and then we see uh, the Samaritan there and he not only sees, he not only goes over, but he actually shows kindness. He acts with kindness. Just to finish, we'll skip that next slide and we'll go to the, yes, that's it. We'll have a look at, just break down his reaction a little bit, the way he, what he does. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was and when he saw him, now this is, a, this is a repeated phrase, when he saw him. Um, the, the priest saw him, the Levite saw him and now the Samaritan sees him. But there are, there's different ways of seeing, isn't there? And, and so often we, we just don't see. Uh, this is one, one of the things that causes us not to see is we just move through life at a really fast pace. And uh, we, we just... We just cruise past and uh, that's something that I've been, I've been really working on uh, recently is, is trying to slow down because you just don't see stuff when you're moving really, really fast. You don't see what's around you. Um, so see, we need to be those who are slow down enough and aware enough to see the needs of others. So when he saw the man's condition, his heart uh, went out for him. That second one there, his heart went out for him. What does it say in this version? Um, But the Samaritan, as he travelled, came to where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him. This is a sense of uh, empathy and sympathise, that other word. Um, Thank you. It's the the idea of of actually... Uh, starting to, to try and understand where that person is and to, to express that, to express our care and compassion for that other person. I've been reading a, a, a book recently of, um, he's a neuropsychologist looking at the impacts of uh, damage that happens to people throughout life and how that causes them to live in, um, in ways that is... Um, in ways in life that is destructive to them and destructive to others as well. And he, he talks about how uh, previous damage, pr- previous trauma in life often causes this. And he encourages you to ask um, not what's wrong with them. He says the key to empathy, the key to understanding is not to ask what's wrong with them, 
but to ask what happened to them. It, it completely changes the way we look at people at times when we ask that question. When someone's really hurt people, hurt other people. And uh, one of the ways that we can react to that is just get um, really annoyed. Just, what is wrong with that person? But there's a total different way of looking at things if you ask, what happened to them? What happened to them that they're causing me like this? It's a different disposition in the heart towards another person. It sets us up to be able to show kindness. I wonder if this Samaritan was thinking about that. What happened to this guy that was bruised and nearly dying on the road? Next slide there. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. So, as we saw before, we saw the the Levite that came along, looked at it, didn't move to action, kept going. But what the Samaritan did, he came down and he uh, it it talks about bandages, it talks about oil and it talks about wine. That's basically what he had on him. Um, And what he would have done is he probably would have got a scrap of material and used it as bandage. Uh, Normally you don't just keep bandages with you. It probably cost him something. He probably ripped something of value. Uh, It's like first aid here. There's some wine. As we know, alcohol has uh, antibacterial properties. Put that on the wounds. And uh, oil was uh, was a sense of it was soothing um, to the wounds as well. So he did what he could in the moment. And I think there's a, a bit of a lesson that to, for us there. As we, as we come and we see someone who's in need, we do what we can at that moment. We, we don't hesitate. What, whatever you, we may think, oh, we don't have much, um, but we do what we can at that very moment. That's what the Samaritan uh, did there. Sometimes doing what we can is simply listening. The healing power of just being a listening ear and not flying by is it's an extraordinary kind gesture. It's a gift of time. It's kind. Sometimes that's our first act, is simply to listen. The next part here is the, the end of the verse here. He bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. Then he put the man on his own donkey... He brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. Uh, it's costs. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's being willing to help and willing to sacrifice as well. That's kindness. And uh, kindness will cost. It'll cost us something. It costs us time. Sometimes it costs us finances. But uh, that is what... Jesus calls us to do. He calls us to love and he calls us to, to be kind to others that is acted out in action and that is costly to us. This is what Jesus produces in us through his spirit. One of the aspects of that, one of the facets of that is kindness. We've looked at love and uh, today we're looking at kindness I just want to remind us to finish that when we, when we look at any of these, this fruit of the Spirit, this expression of the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit, and we look at our own lives and we examine our own lives and we go, hmm, I'm not being very kind at the moment. 
Um, I've, I've done that a couple of times as I've been preparing for these services. I've been, hmm. Now, what our, what our primary temptation will be to, to do is to look at that fruit, to focus on the fruit and to try and, uh, and, and push out some more of that fruit. Today it's bananas. Push out some more kindness bananas. But remember what I, what I said before. Our, the, the key to living a fruitful life in Christ is not to focus on the fruit but to focus on the root. If, if, these, if, if this is a, a bit of a telltale for you, as you if, if we've been talking and, and you've kind of gone, ah, my kindness is, is lacking here, the response is to look to Jesus to where that fruit, the energy for that fruit comes and, uh, and produces that fruit in our life. So I'm going to invite the, the worship team up now and uh, I'm going to pray and I want to uh, just continue to encourage us. We want to be a place where we're expressing these fruits of spirit, of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Father, we thank you for the, for the freedom that you have given us in Christ. Lord, I thank you for the, for the indwelling spirit that, is, that lives in us, that animates us, that helps us to live well. Lord, I thank you that you've called us to live on the autobahn. I thank you that you guide us to, to, to live well, to, to, to drive life well. And Father, we, we look at this way that you, you, you spurt in us, you, you, you grow in us different uh, fruit. And Lord, we want to be a, a fruitful people here. Lord, we want these things that we've read about to be characteristic of us both to one another and to our community as well. So Lord, as, we, as we've looked at kindness today, we thank you that you are the author of kindness. That's out of your, your kindness that you saved us, that you loved us. And Lord, we want to be people that are rooted in your spirit, that are rooted in you, Jesus, and that that life would pour through us, that these fruits may be evident in our lives. We pray these things. In Jesus' name, Amen. Could I just remind you to make sure you um, add to our our fruit trees at the back? Um, I hand over to Maddie.